Hi, Dan Talks Nation. So this week, I'm talking to an old dance friend of mine, Kareem, whom I met at the dance center I worked at when I first moved to New York. We're talking race, gender, sexuality, the intersection of those things, Beyonce, whiteness, gayness, New York City-ness, Kareem-ness, social justice, everything. So please enjoy. Kareem is super smart, super fun, and I hope you enjoy it. Mwah. So I, I have a lot to say. Like I know you have a lot to say. That's why I wanted to have you on. Thank so, you. Ladies and gentlemen, another, today I'm talking to Kareem Hewitt. You are. I hate that last name. Well, you can choose a new one. <laughs> I'm thinking about doing it officially. I call you Kareemsicle. Are you, do you like that or you don't like that? I have my... People call me July... It's a cool name I have gotten out this July? year. July? July and Khaled. Why do they? Why those? July because my birthday's in July. Okay. And then Khaled because you know the artist people say sometimes I look like him. Oh. Singer. Okay. But these are kids who say this. Uh huh. When I see Hewitt, I'm like the trauma. Oh, okay. But it's a family <laughs> situation. Okay. No more ancestral, ancestral history. Like Hewitt is not. My, Incest- my oh oh like it's a white name yeah it's a British spoiler alert I'm white you're black yes and there's something called slavery that will happen something that called yeah it's a little thing for a couple hundred years mm-hmm. it's negative it's a negative <laughs> that's thing. what they say um <laughs> we met working at Gibney yes you were stage oh well, I was manager, a house manager house when manager we met. and I was a production apprentice uh huh and you're very forward so I think you just said I'm talking to folks. I'm very forward. Yeah, I mean, you talked to Oprah. <laughs> Look at that picture. Yes, yes. I'll that was, one. well, that was a day. Now I think about it, did you ask someone to take that picture? Yes, I did. Yes, after I we were done you. talking, I was like, could you take... And it's so clear. Is it an iPhone? It's an, yeah, that's an iPhone picture. See, Apple, there's a conversation I had with my mentor about, like, care, about, like, attention to detail. Uh-huh. And he was saying that... Like, he was like, look at this computer, look at this MacBook, and he closes it, and he's like, uh-huh. you see the attention... You know, the the beaut- the innovation and the creativity it takes to be that simple. Yes. It's true. Because, I mean, these other Androids, like... It's messy. That's the perfect word. It's messy. So it takes work to not be messy. It'd yes. be very functional. Yes. So, yes. Um, you were doing that. And I think, you know, we talked about drag at one point. I remember you saying... We talked about drag. drag we talked about gay stuff. Yeah, right. We were debating on the J train about what my drag name would be. But you had a good one. I still don't know. Did I, though? You did. I had, I, I flipped I between Danielle Jameson. No, it was, how, you had a good house name, House of Something. The House, well, House of DVN, Dan Van Note, so, I don't oh, know. Cool. House of Harambe. Do you have a drag name yet? I don't. I was thinking about, like, Miss Ting. Miss Ting. That's cool. Yeah, I was thinking about something like that. But That's doesn't good. it have to be, like, a play on something? It is. It, Miss Thing. It's a play on Miss Thing. Okay. Miss Thang, except Miss Ting, like, Ms. Ting, it's like, good like morning, Ting. <laughs> or, like, a Caribbean, like, version yeah, yeah, yeah. of the word. So that's what we met. Um, I we hated talk, that situation. Talk, you hated the, the work situation. <coughs> what's interesting is that I love the artist. Like, me and the artist got along yes, really well. Yes, yes. And everyone else, like... The structures are hard. And then you moved on to a lot of things. A lot of things. I like that you were a personal assistant for... That person. I was a personal assistant, yeah. For that girl, that the gorgeous girl from that show. Yes. And you did that. And we kept in contact somehow. Yeah. 
Well, we you would always to... intersect at odd points, and I always yeah. have a different job when we intersect. Because you saw me... And dan- you always have a different job. Yeah, you saw me dancing in the park. Yeah, with Jody Melnick. And then you did something with heels I want to make so badly, but I think it was so burnt out yes. I couldn't make it. No, that's okay. You ran, like, for... You ran the last mile in heels? I ran a marathon, and then I did a runway walk in the heel. I changed Your the own marathon or, like, an official My marathon? own. Yeah. Dan, I made it up. Were people there for the transition of the shoes yes. and heels? Yes, yes. Friends from work and... My brother and my aunt and uncle and some yeah 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 so that's how we met and and i like to talk well we talk gay stuff race stuff drag stuff drag stuff work stuff dance stuff performance stuff social right stuff. i never forget you said that um a professor told you that nothing in the body is linear and that i never forgot yeah i remember you said that any other gems oh <laughs> <laughs> That <laughs> you said that I remember you saying <clears throat> you saying that I remember your house name was cool. You give me gems like when I you said you were going to be late today, and then I gave you two okay sign emojis, and you're like that's a white power symbol. <laughs> so that actually you alert me to every other thing I say, being like that's about white power, and I'm like okay. Right, the really really eyes emoji. Yeah, but it was just funny. Because... Is it though the okay symbol? No, well, it's not. Well, it's, well, you're so full of shit. You're just you're in the business of making me feel good. Yeah. So we I left this party yesterday with uh, uh, graduating social work students. Mm-hmm. I'm first year. Mm-hmm. Um, so they were graduating, mostly NYU people. And then there's this, I have a white friend, and then there's another white guy there. And he was like, oh yeah, he was like, excuse me, that's a white power. That's a white supremacy. <laughs> and I thought it was the funniest thing because... <laughs> Well, it's the okay sign for the fingers, the three fingers work together or something, because that looks weird. I don't even know if it's true, but it was funny to oh think about gosh. that, because I think Beyonce does this in, like, for each town, so I was like, what if yeah. it was true? Yeah, well, she does it together, doesn't she? Each make... town? Oh. I don't even know. I don't know okay. what it's supposed to be. I know this. Yeah, I know. The but I know they play on the whole Freemasonry thing to, like, get attention. I don't know what Freemasonry like, thing is. Freemasonry is a coalition of mostly white men. Oh, people say that is like some people go the political route and say like there's a lot of powerful people making very powerful decisions, and some yeah. people kind of go to the spiritual route, saying that they like worshiping the devil, and that's how they get so much power and success. White so people what, are saying this, or everybody. That's a, why Illuminati. The, if you if you go on YouTube right Illuminati, you will find hours of videos of people like playing Jay Z's song backwards by like you say devil, devil, devil. It's just it's really funny. Do you like conspiracies? <clears throat> Do you believe in them a little bit? I think you could, like, of course. like you look at 9-11 side-eye, right? I mean, the whole thing was constructed by the U.S. government. Okay, yeah. So you... <laughs> yes. Okay, so thing. full disclosure, you are a conspiracy theorist. I am. Okay. But not in a way that just do it for the drama. I'm like, well, this is actually, this yeah. has relevancy to the history and the experience of people. Well, you're naturally skeptical. And I healthily, am. And which is healthy. It's, I think it's more healthy to be more skeptical than less. If we, I, it, but it's not, it's not natural. We shouldn't have to be like... Looking over your shoulder. Oh, I think it's natural. Have you ever seen Nat, G, the Nat Geo shows? That's all animals do is look over their shoulder. Like, what's going on? Well, that's what I'm saying. We evolved for this. Every time I'm on a train and it's super packed, I'm like, we evolved for this? Yeah. We press against sardines? Like, it's just... I'm just baffled. Yeah. But it's so uh, we can get money. So we can get more things. Yeah. And there's a culture of New York. This, that's also bothers me. The culture of New York being like, this is the best place on earth. And it can be... If you have a lot of money, it is the best place on earth. That's true. Because it's, it's like a, it's a playground. Yeah, that is what it is. And I'm, I've also I've been finding like cooler playgrounds as of late. So it's been cool. I'm like, damn, like, I'm finally socially where I want to be in terms of like, wow, like, 
I'm in the circles that I want to be finally be in that I was tr- looking for for a long time. Uh-huh. Because I feel like there was always like, these hidden, like, black folk, these hidden, like, queer circles. I'm like, y'all are partying and having fun and having discussions somewhere. I just can't find uh-huh. you. Man. <laughs> like, I know there's, like, a, some underground thing here. Like, uh-huh. where are you? The super smart, black, queer circles. Yeah, just having, like... Where did you find them? Well, being in school, being in social work school... So I don't know if you need, like, demographic information. Well, like, where do you go to social work school? I go to Hunter Silverman School of Social Work. Got it. In your year undergrad one. and dance. Yeah, right. <laughs> yes. Well, you were married Mount Manhattan girl, right? Oh, the trauma. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But you graduated from that. I graduated from Hunter, undergrad and dance. Okay, yeah. Marymount I went to for a year. Got it, right. And everyone leaves. Ah. Uh, except, um... That's really hot. Um, yeah, sorry. Um... You know Orange is the New Black, who she made it in dance at Marymount Manhattan. The really famous transgender activist who. Laverne Cox? Yes, Laverne Cox. She dance there? Yes, she, I tell you this every time. There was one time this. you mimicked her voice, and I thought that was great. Oh, I'm not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doing yeah, that. I was, was going to say, that, um, you might be dog stiff. I'm not careful. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, yeah. And so, what drove you to go to grad school? Good question. It took me forever to finish undergrad. I traveled. What year? What year was that? That was like two thousand four. It was like right after that year. I traveled a lot. Yes, you did. You and went now, to the Middle East. I remember. Yeah, I went to Abu Dhabi first, and mm-hmm. then Belize for the summer, and then mm-hmm. California, and then um, Canada, Turkey, Egypt. Jordan, Paris, Greece, Germany, London, Morocco. Oh my gosh! What's Back the best to London? What's the best place? What what place did you enjoy the most? Ooh, that's tough. Where's I the think, best was, place to be gay? Do you identify as gay or queer? And are I you see, a boy see, or are you gender queer? Wow, or are you <laughs> the binary? Okay. <laughs> or you? Or Sorry. You this, or you How that? do you identify with your gender yes, and your let sexuality? Let me out myself for this podcast. Yes, <gasps> I. That's you guys, we have our first <laughs> outing. Kareem, thank you for cho- choosing Dan Talks as the forum I've ever told to come out. Not, yep. Not the entire world will know. Not the next Met Gala. What am I going to do? <laughs> yes, I identify as queer. The reason I say queer is because... For each. For gender and sexuality? Well, this is sexuality. Sexuality I queer. I identify okay. as queer because I don't want to be bogged down by titles. Yes. So I'm like, oh yeah, like... Like, I might have sex with or be in a relationship with a woman, maybe. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, I'm attracted to people more masculine center. Uh-huh. So usually men. Uh huh. Um. So that's kind of where I fall on that. But I, but I, I really mean I'm I'm gay. But like I say queer only because I was like when people think gay, then they have a specific idea you're supposed to like. Yeah. And then if like. And when trans folk come along, like people get weird, like, well, you said you were gay, but then this happens. For me, yeah. genital, it doesn't matter about genitals. Yeah. More about. Unfortunately. Well, not. Energy. Energy, yeah, vibes. Not necessarily masculine, but that's kind of where I do fall. Yeah. But I like people who are, like, funny. Uh huh. Funny like us. Uh huh. Yeah. So not, like, rigid, like, oh. I'm yes. a man. Someone who's smart. Right. And not in a Western idea of intelligence. Like, uh-huh. I always say, like... You want someone who's in tune. Right. Like, you could work at 
Seven Eleven or like a gas station, or you could be. See, I kind of. I think we, that's what we did talk about. What? Like, um, prof, like prof, people on a profile that says they're professionals. I think we had a discussion about that. young professionals, or just like this idea of somehow having. Don't we start on young professionals? <laughs> professional what? You can be a professional sex worker. You can be a professional right. like what? Right. Yeah. You see guys on The Bachelor and they're like, I'm a professional surfer. And I'm like, how much endorsement? I could not name right. one surfboard like, brand. And why are you feeling better about yourself because you just navigate capitalism differently? Like, that's weird. Well, I don't know that they feel better about themselves, but it's a, a means of marketing Ooh. yourself. You that's know? true. Like you, sometimes it's not a choice. You have to say I'm a professional ex to... No, I'm, we're talking about, I guess, content. We're talking about dating profiles. I think uh-huh. you and I were talking about that. And I was talking uh-huh. about, like, professional. Well, because yeah. you messaged me recently because you saw me on Tinder. Oh, you remember that? Oh, yes. You, you screenshot it and sent it to yeah. me. Like, is this you? Is this you? And it's like, obviously me. It's like, painfully obvious so that's people me. Have, people have, people collect pictures and pretend to be someone else. Mm. Actually, here's a tea. I'm you think someone could, would pretend to be me? You'd be surprised. So actually, that's, no, don't say I'd be surprised. I'm trying to take it as a compliment. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, I mean, Aww. you, you would, I'm assuming. Karimsicle. I'm assuming you're booked on these kind of sites. I mean, look at you. Oh, Kareem. That's the other interesting part of our relationship is that you're pretty attracted to me. If that's what you need to do to satisfy your ego, then we can... No, that's true. Am I wrong? Oh. Mm. <laughs> I think when I hit you up, I was like... I mean, maybe it wasn't I mean, take your, like, <laughs> I like, take your shot. Take your shot, Kareem. Shoot your shot, I mean... <laughs> Shoot your I mean, isn't queer life about like regrets? Like, no, I it's isn't queer life about regrets? Right. Oh my god. <laughs> or like, well, in that case, I'm super queer. <laughs> I have so many regrets. I have too many regrets. I think because I'm thinking like, how many times? Well, then I had I had this conversation in a rooftop in Egypt with one person from California. I was talking about. You sound like a rich person sometimes. I sound like oh, you're not wrong. Yeah. So anyway, you're on a rooftop in Egypt. Yeah, and I actually I didn't have this conversation, but in my mind I was like, this is a person that I really want to make a move on, but I'm like, I'm not attracted to him. I mean, mm. this is just, I'm shocked, but also finally in an intimate space with someone else. And I think a lot of people in, in our community confuse those feelings. So mm-hmm. it's not like, I'm not sexually attracted to you, but another man is giving you intimacy and a lot of men crave intimacy from other men. Yeah. Well, it's the thing of like when you're a kid and then you hear someone likes you and you're like, oh, I like them more now. Right. You know, it's the same as an adult when you're like, oh, they're into me. Oh, it's for some reason I like them or more. Or your father never hugs you and another guy hugs you and he's like, oh my God, like this is giving me a lot of emotion. That, yeah, that could be another thing too. So I think a lot of times it's like, I mean, how many times, like even queer, even like queer friends. Like, oh, that's my best friend. I'm like, okay, you can't be friends if you all fuck like every other day like I don't uh, know yeah. that's your best friend you have friends and you have people you have sex with right you don't really they mix. can be friends or friends with benefits uh-huh. but like my I'm not gonna anybody can say my best friend I'm not gonna have slept with like that's just the right. thing I make that right cause then you should be in a relationship with them if they're your no, best friend is, and you have sex not necessarily otherwise it's kind of torturous <laughs> Isn't right. it? Just I just because think... it's like you have sex when it's convenient for both of you. You like have quick conversations otherwise, but then it's like time for you to bring a date to something. Right. You're like, hey, I really think you should come to this, and then they're like, uh, I don't know what you think this is, but uh, blah blah. It's like, <laughs> okay, well, this is a great whatever. Right, try I to just kill think, myself. Like, your folks just need more like friends, like platonic friends. Yes. So it's not... hard to have gay on gay friends. I mean, why is it? The only thing is on one guy amongst all a bunch of girls. Because also we create a culture where we can be friends, right? There's yeah, girls and gays have really good friendships. Because there's got to be one extra... You have to be the one extra gay person. You can't be like... It can't be two. In a group of... And yeah, yeah. Because then you're not... To be... I mean, then when your whole identity is based on 
like oppression like and homophobia so it makes sense that you would want to shine if someone else comes comes next to it it's kind of like well what do i have if mm. someone else and i have the same shared experience do you have a group of girlfriends and you're kind of like the queen gay of the situation no okay me neither really. i don't i have like a few really close girlfriends i don't i don't really even think about i have less street friends because that's just Less street guy friends because straight, not trash. street. <laughs> sounds a little like yeah. I have less street friends. I, I'm like, I don't know if you need any street I, friends. Honestly, I've got plenty of street friends. <laughs> street, street and street. I remembered something that I'm so happy I remembered to ask you about. The it involves a gay thing and race thing. Okay. One of the guys I dated in college was black. I definitely had a like weird fetishizing of black That's guys. Important to, thinking, honest, to be honest about. Yeah, yeah. I did it like. I, I didn't realize it in my head until I was talking to his friend once and she was like, do you have a type of guy that you're, that you're into? And I was like, yeah, black. And then she looked at me and did not laugh. And I thought it was funny, like self-deprecating, <laughs> kind of like, and I was like dating Chad and it was like funny, but she was like, oh, and I was like, oh, right, that's not so right. Quickly. Yeah. Like, right. Well, had it been like, I, I leaned with you like black. Yes. Like, oh, that's to sort of try to be self-deprecating. But then it was like, uh, you know, every joke has a grain of truth. And right. I was like, oh, this is kind of fucked up what was my question my question was that's a side note and sort of a PSA to if your type is a certain race you're, there's a deeper funky town going on of course because I just don't understand how someone this, ironically the same person I was talking to in the rooftop in Egypt he had he travels all the time like he's been everywhere and he went to Thailand I'm like oh did you have fun there he's like that's not my cup of tea oh my gosh so you spent like two months in this country with these people that were so great to you and then somehow the entire diversity of this of Thai people just nobody just did it for you I was like yikes because I came out in China in Shanghai and so I'd be in like the gay bars there and stuff it's all Chinese guys and so I thought my first like chapter of experience there? it was fabulous I mean I never felt more beautiful in Shanghai? oh yeah they when love white guys oh even, my God, even more than here yeah yeah where? when I was I'm a junior wondering. junior in college I went 2000 yeah, I have a... You know Roxy's? Maybe. It's a lesbian bar. Oh, bar. I don't know. That Did was, you ever go to the one that's a bomb shelter that you go underground? To I went one, but it was a Sunday, and I was like, there was no one here. But oh, also, okay. like, the xenophobia is here. Well, anti-blackness, I should be more specific. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I, I sort of felt bad for the few black people that are on our trip, because people would sort of want to take pictures sometimes, and then also be scared sometimes. I would be, I would be here for till. 7 p.m. next Friday telling you about that experience. Not great. Shanghai. I don't like China. I don't. I think that... Well, the exoticism of black people is, like, sort of next level. I mean, literally, like, we were... Me and I had missed my... That was my first flight I ever missed. Oh. From Shanghai to New York. Oh. Don't so, miss that. Don't miss that. <laughs> Good thing I only, I only had to pay, like, maybe, like, 220 or something. It uh-huh. could have been way worse than that. Yeah. But we were sitting there, and this guy literally brings his son over, and he's pointing... Giving, like, a full museum exhibit, like... Oh. But it, it, what was the sick thing about it was almost maybe how... It was like he was really teaching his son. He came over and he like leaned over. Like, like this is his chance to like, show like, you know, him this when you go is... To, when you go to a zoo and was like, okay, I know everything about this animal. Look at that giraffe. They have seven bones in their necks. Like human beings do. I don't know if you know. Oh, oh as long God. as their necks are. They'll oh, have seven oh. bones. Oh, I dated a guy like that once. I'm just kidding. <laughs> are you into choking? What? Are you into choking? Choking? <laughs> There's a time for everything. <laughs> there is. I mean, giraffes, necks. 
The yes. first the first time that I saw groups of black people growing up in Maine. You saw it on the bus on the way here. Yes. I remember that. You looked at the window like, oh, this is like from TV. Because we drove through Harlem. That. Yes. And I'd never <laughs> seen, I mean, I grew up in small town Maine forever. Just fields of white people, things. And then going through Harlem okay, for the first so time as a second grader. Explain Beyonce. Like the gay white obsession with Beyonce? Without that critical lens, you just oh. your experience. Like, like what I think she well, no, my like, impression or before my you were able of her? to articulate in the way that you just did. Like did you mm-hmm. just you did you feel can that Beyonce was a was what to you growing up? A superstar. I remember planning a fifth grade end of the school year bash that I would and it was that was the title of it, and I would only I was only inviting certain kids from the class that I thought were cool. I got in trouble for doing that, I had to end up inviting everyone, which I disagree with, <laughs> but whatever. So I was trying to enter Anna Wintour, the mm. the Williams called fifth grade. And the first, I was making the playlist, and the first song I was going to play was Naughty Girl to set the vibe of the party. We were going to have, like, soda. <laughs> so when, Like, I wanted kids to get wild. Right. <laughs> so I, I, I knew she was a go-to for a long time. I knew she was a go-to for a long time, right. and I, I ogled at the dancing. I love the synchronicity. So do you dance when you hear Beyonce? I, yeah, yeah. And then what kind of, like, when do you think Beyonce, like, what do you, what kind of things, like, what kind of move? But... Booty, like, mm. and more like, like sharpness, and I don't know. I have a fantasy of doing of doing her Super Bowl halftime performance in what drag. Are, what are no, the one that she did herself at thirteen minutes with Destiny's Child, and when, when she, she had that huge fire thing lit yes, up in the sky. Yes, okay, yes, yes, I remember that. Yes, I that listened to that audio a lot, and I've seen that video a lot. I think the beginning was just great, having the fans like almost break their legs to out there, but then also, and then Excellence must be pursued. It must be wooed. Right. With all of one's might and every bit of effort that we have. With all of the lights. That was all of the rings and all of the money. Chills. These these are things that linger only in the memory. Right. But the spirit, the will to excel, the will to win. Right. These are the things that endure, endure, endure. I know, it's like this is like the March of Washington. Like this is just a girl. (laughs) Baby, it's (laughs) you. (laughs) Yeah. And then we're off. That's the game. Yeah. So that's what I think about it. What do you think? No, I'm just thinking about it because there's been a discussion about have you seen Homecoming? Have you I have. Too long. That's a critique that I will accept. <laughs> it's yeah. like two and a half hours. Right. And mm-hmm. when you get halfway, I mean, it depends how you view it. If you're like, I want to come for a show, or you're trying to like really uh, be kind of critical of it or introspective. Yeah. But it's interesting because I have a, I have a choreographer, a good friend of mine. He's white, black, and Iranian. And he was talking about homecoming. He's like, all his friends talking about homecoming. He's like, why do you think that's for you? Yeah. And I was like, yeesh! Yes. So it is like, I always think about like how, like what do white people, like gays see yeah. in Beyonce that they see in, in themselves? Yeah. Like what do you see? But then like, I actually was in Chicago. That was wild. I was in Chicago. I was supposed to be at work. I literally called out. I was like, oh, I won't make it into them. Like, I'm literally in an Airbnb in Chicago. But I went to, there was a bar that had Beyonce night. Like, they have like once a week. And I went, and there was like a, uh, like a dance competition. The first guy, I mean, he just was. These are black. men, like in a circle? Well, those are all stage. Or drag queens. <laughs> but just this whatever. Okay. So this guy, one guy, he just, he was just black and ripped. So he just utilized his body. He, was just he like, took his shirt off and like did, did a body little, waves like, and like. Yeah. The other guy. He wins. <laughs> No, the other guy was chubbier, but had the crowds on his side immediately. 
No, well, he had the choreography down yes. pat. Yes, yes. When I tell you, like, what? Move uh, for oh. move, yeah. he had it down. They didn't like him too much. Mm. Well, the little mixed guy, most likely white and black, who was had a lot of energy but was not coordinated. Okay. The entire club was raving. I was like, so that... Because he was the white one? He was the whitest one and also the whitest one in movement. Huh. I've been in so many cases where I'm killing it on the fucking dance floor because I dance all the time. I was yes. Dancing last night. I was dancing the night before. Yes. And then there's so many times where someone comes in and is like, I remember there was this party. I was killing it all night. So my, um, a white gay friend of mine came and he kind of like did this little thing and all of a sudden like, yes! Yeah. I have experienced that where people are shocked that I can dance and then I, and then I like dance well and then I sort of like eat, like feed off of it. Right. And then it's like, yes! And you have like people are just like, mm-hmm. but then it's a whole conversation about soul. Soul? Music or the soul? Soul in its relation to, to black soul and like what is missing from what is missing from other forms of art or what is shamed? Because we even talk. I mean, even um, even I give me. I had to. Call, I caught give me in front of Gina. Give me. Mm-hmm. I was saying. We were talking about in my workup, which is a dance thing for people who don't know that people choreograph yeah. for I emerging choreographers. Emerging series. choreographers. And you you did one. I did, and it was interesting because on one, two there were two dancers and then who did a performance that was house based on house. Mm-hmm. And my dancers would come and they'd be like, you know, Kareem, if we did a house piece, if we auditioned a house piece, we wouldn't be here right now. Because it would just be the thing that black people do. Was it white people doing a house piece? It was. Oh. And then people Was it that? It. Was it Cameron? It he was, does a lot of house. It was... I forget their name. Someone. But a white choreographer? Two white women. But they were based on the, the club circuit scene in okay. Ohio? Somewhere they were from Ohio. They went to school there. I okay. guess there was a lot of drugs and you know house. Okay. I mean, house you have to be on drugs to endure that. I was gonna take a house class. I'm like, you have to be on drugs uh-huh. to have this kind of stamina. Uh-huh. But you, your dancers were like, it would be too same same if we did that. If we did it, it would just be like, what's so, what's so where's articulate? The here? Where's yeah. the, what's so, what's the where's the articulation? The abstract, like where is it? But they did it, and it was watching because it was so hype. You, I should have gotten had a visceral reaction. I'm like. It's almost there, but something is missing. Uh-huh. And I was telling my dancer, they're like, the soul, Kareem. The soul is not yes. there. I was like, yeah. But yes. In, in the blood. Like yes. the connection to the thing versus just like, that's so cool. Right. Like this, I can That's feel- why when Katy Perry does anything, everyone's like, Because, you know, it's all based on like, I saw this on Instagram. It's so cool. It's like a pretending that happens that I guess can't go away. Mm-hmm. Yes, so queer in terms of sexuality. And oh. Queer in terms of... I identify as trans non-binary. Trans non-binary. The gender. trans part is recently new. Because mm-hmm. I knew I was... I realized I was non-binary for some time. Just meaning non, non-binary and non-conforming. Mm-hmm. And for me, that just means like I don't think about... I don't think like... when I, want, I just want to go to the bathroom. I don't want to be like... Guys or girls. Uh-huh. I just... I want to buy clothes. I don't care about who's it's for. The only reason... I would buy women's clothes... But the hurdles you have to jump through because I remember like there was this cool like crop top kind of thing, but because they assumed that women have breasts, the neckline was down yes, here. And I'm yes. like, this is just too weird. I can't. Yeah. Being my size, that's not gonna work. Yeah. So I just don't think about stuff like that. Yeah. But then I was like, what the trans part? I was like, well, what does that mean? Because I, I, 
was always battling with this binary idea of trans identity. I was like, right. I don't want to say that I'm trans because it's trendy. Then I gotta be trendy. <laughs> right. <laughs> then I have to be like, you know, no one, no one can clock my teeth when I walk out the house. So I'm mm-hmm. like, that I'm not interested in. I'm not interested in changing anything about how I present mm-hmm. myself. Yeah. When I, by the way, listeners, when I say fishy, I mean when you look like a biological woman, right. like 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 t- people have referenced, serving you smell fish. like you're serving fish, because like women's privates. Is smell, that the it's etymology? A, it's a obviously a stereotype, but not true. But the joke is that women's genitals smell like fish sometimes. Right. When so, I mean, that's the joke people say. Like, so people say fish. Yeah, yeah. Animal. A lady in the New York Times, a woman who did a write up on RuPaul. Someone, some gay person did not edit that because she was like, when I heard that they called the ones who look like women fishy, I was caught off guard that they would question, <laughs> like, that, like someone who looks different is suspicious, like something's fishy about that. And I'm like, girl, you did yeah, not research right, this. And that's a problem, straight woman. And when you said clock the T, clock my T, you mean someone to check your truth, like to say noticeably trans. Right. Yeah. 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 To make that. Oh, I, I caught you. Yeah, because the tea is the truth. Right. So when people say, spill the tea, I'm saying, spill the truth. Right, like, oh, I caught you. Like, oh, you thought you... Yeah. This is an and educational podcast. Right, and the, <laughs> and there's plenty of uh, transphobic things that we look for in people when we're trying to, unfortunately, clock the tea. Right. But yeah, so I didn't have an idea of, like, I'm not, I don't want to have gender reassignment. I don't want to change anything. Yeah. I mean, I got, I was uh, coerced male at birth. So I was like, I got these genitals. You're coerced male. So the term called like K map. So some people use AFAB and AMAP, which is assigned male at birth. Yes. Assigned birth. AMAP, yeah. Some people say K FAB and K MAP to say coerced. Coerced. Because you're because you don't decide. Right. Okay. So I use that. So I was coerced male at birth, but I have I wanna New York City you can That's change a new your birth. Thing. I haven't heard that. Yeah. And coerced male at birth. Yeah. Or okay. coerced female at birth. Coerced female. So okay. people kind of use that. When they're, well, I have a problem. I went to a, a conference on folks with trans experience a couple months ago, mm-hmm. and I have thoughts about. Mm-hmm. What's but your like, problem? <laughs> my issue is that when KMAP and KFAB came up, it should only come out when you're literally talking about biology. I feel like some people use it to show what the person originally was, and that's my issue. Right. Well, that's what coerced. It's like because that puts it on the people it doesn't put it on the kid like right. it's not like the truth is right. in the like, kid or if, in the if body someone is, if there's a trans woman who identifies as she her I'm not going to there's no reason for me to bring up K-Map yeah like, well, I, unless I'm specifically talking about their experience yeah physically yeah so people use it a little too people much people have a hard time with the gender thing because they think that the body is related to it and they think it's either or and that and it, there's a relation to the body but there's a, I think the majority don't you think the majority of trans people, especially now, don't have the desire to change their body necessarily. The desire mm. is more to exchange the expression and their experience of their body in the world. I... Mm. Everyone has yeah. a complicated relationship with their body, but right. in terms of, like, genitals and... Right, the narrative that that's the... Well, right, the that thing. gender is only about, I want to change my genitals. Well, that is so... That is, well, like, here's the, the tip of the iceberg even... What? Well, here's the tip on that, being mental mental health professional yes. you cannot get gender reassignment surgery until you're diagnosed with gender dysphoria yeah you still need that you have to get it. I mean at this point if someone comes in like I want a surgery okay you're just dysphoria get out of here like I'm not mm-hmm. I'm not doing I'm not giving you the, the third degree mm-hmm. um yeah if you want to go to hormones go to hormones but I have no desire to change anything yeah and I, I had this thing where I was like well I can't be trans because look at your beard mm. <laughs> I can't be this and that was 
I have a good friend of mine who's it's serving irrelevancy realness. Right. I have a friend who's trans privately mm-hmm. and cis publicly. Ah, weird, that's sexy. What <laughs> is this weird like cognitive dissonance, right? Because you're like, when I I don't know which name to call. Sometimes they use a different name. Closed doors. Yes. Whoa. So sometimes it's so I'm like, but then I also don't know how traumatizing it is to to call them the cis, this, their cis yeah. name in public. So I'm just like, this is my friend. Yes. However yes. you say your name is, because sometimes, sometimes he's like, oh, my name is such and such. Uh-huh. Sometimes, well, my name is really such and such. I think he just feels the room like this. Wow. Someone queer. Uh-huh. So that's me. <laughs> Na- navigating all that. How have you found romantic relationships so far? How old are you? 27. 27. I'm 27. When you turn, you're a, you're a Jonah? No, I'm a Capricorn, January 2nd. I don't think I even know any Capricorns. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. How do you find dating as a I don't big oh you said a romantic relationship never yeah. have actually you never had a one. lot of information is coming out today do you want one that's a very says, do you want a good one I think people get caught up and it's like do you want a relationship everyone's like I don't want the stress so, it's like okay well do you want a healthy partnership well, or do you really need to I be solo right I, now I'm questioning if I even if romantic love exists. And then this is a rabbit hole. But for me, this is probably also a defense mechanism, so I don't have to deal with the the struggle of mm-hmm. attaining that. So I'm understanding that as I say it. But for me, I'm questioning it only because I've just seen so many relationships rooted in like jealousy and control, and so many people are in relationships that come out of it like, oh, I thought it was love. So I'm like, what does that mean? Yeah, relationships, per- close, intimate. Rela- intimate relationships are the perfect playground for egos to play themselves and I think out. human ego is destroying I mean human ego is the root of it's going to be the downfall of humanity there's no doubt about it yes that. and technology is amplifying that so for me I don't I don't like the idea of I don't think one per- one person can give you everything you need that I know that's right only you can no I think you just need stuff from other people like I definitely think I want to be in a well, here's the thing. I think I want to be in an open relationship sexually, but not romantically. Yeah. You don't want to be in a polyamorous relationship, but you would be in an open relationship. Yeah, because for me, I'm like, oh my God, like finding one person, like I don't have time. Because I feel like you have to look so fervently being a queer person. Like you have to always be looking. I thought I thought, this, I thought the show Looking had great stuff, but I was like, mm, they didn't do it. Was or was it an HBO or something? Yeah. Yeah. Looking was a... I didn't watch it, but it was a queer I mean, show about gay men looking for partners. And I just had that title. I was like, Daniel killed it. Because it is this kind of yeah. looking for what exactly. Yeah. I was thinking of writing my autobiography title might be Bottom Looking. Yeah. You know? I think that's good. But then only like five people would understand what it means. Because <laughs> I like said that to Joey and I said it to other people and they're like, for what? And I'm like, no. <laughs> for top looking. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. But yeah, no, um, I, I've loved people. They haven't loved me in the same way. Well, not That's even. Heartbreaking. Not in that same way. Like, I love you. It's just more, well, a lot of my experience has been straight folks who have um, dealt with me in private. I remember you telling these stories. That's been a majority of my. Your secret. Yeah being that secret and it can be so thrilling and thrilling. Crazy, especially when someone's like really beautiful by society I'm like yeah. oh like I think I actually wrote and a by poem. you so you think they're beautiful you said beautiful by society but you think they're hot 
I think I think they're beautiful. Yeah. Um, but they're but how much of other people's beauty are we? Is it really just the approval of society? Right. You're telling me. You're <laughs> fucking telling me. Right. I, so I dated a beautiful girl in college, mm-hmm. but she needed to be with somebody else. You know. And she, yeah, she is now. But, um, yeah, it took me a long time to, and still figuring out, like, what am I? Yeah, what am I actually attracted to versus what thing do I want to fulfill? And I don't know if that's necessarily escapable, but I think for me, it's um, yeah, it was thrilling being in secret. It was thrilling doing things, and I had just one experience. Oh, it was. Spill it. This is one person. If you feel comfortable. Yeah, this is one person in school. That was like, oh my gosh, that was something out of a movie. It's just like literally like we would go into the dress, we'd go into like locker room, and like, I mean, it was never fully counted as sex, but like hands and mouths went places. Yes. And it was just wild because, like, literally, you can come in like like when we do this thing and go back out, and nobody knew. Yeah. It was just it was exciting as person. And especially when the entire department in which I was studying would find this person attractive, I'm like, oh, like <sighs> this person, everyone loves, but you don't know what we're doing. Yeah, and then people started catching on. Someone catching on and would joke about it, and mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm here for it. Like, yeah, right. That person that everyone desires, right, is having fun this way. But then it was always on this person's terms. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this person, they were in the power, like, in the driver's seat. They wanted to be like. There were times where I'm like, yo, chill. This person like running off the elevator, like slap my ass. I'm like, okay. Can you explain this? And I remember, I actually remember, oh my God, I had like cried in the elevator once because there was one time he was, he, he had given me bedroom eyes and I was like, yes. it was exuding the tension, but yes. I was like, what is that about? So yeah, so a lot of it's been... And then it was unfulfilled. Yes, so because it was like, I'll take it to this far. And I always would, to this day, sometimes I think now in retrospect, I'm like, if I would have did this at this time, this would have went all the way. Mm. But... No, I'm if he wanted to do it, it would have happened. It could like, things happen when both people want to do that, you know, in general. Yes, consensual. Yeah, yeah consensual. Oh, there's one, oh, one time he came back. I used to... You're place. still stuck on him. No. Well, it was a nice memory. Nice? Complex. Memory. It was a complex memory. It was a complex memory. If we're talking about historical trajectory, mm-hmm. it was maybe necessary. Mm-hmm. No, necessary. This is what happened. But this one time, I used to, I used to do homework in his room because... It was a mess. So I was like, I also like being able to, something about being in those people's space sometimes. So I'm like doing my work, came home trash. He was just trash. He was just like fucked up. And he was kind of flirting. I'm like, mm, no, this person's not in full control of their abilities right now. And not saying that I'm a good person for not taking advantage of when I drunk. Well, like, you are. No, that's just being a decent human being. Like, yes. People do, yes. People are not superheroes for that. But I that's was like, right. this could have been a time to be like, when I was mm. regretful, like, I was drunk, I did this. Right. And I was like, it's got to be genuine. That's but right. One thing that fucked me up one time, I think I was kind of playing around. I kind of leaned in for some version of a kiss or something. And I remember he said, that's where I draw the line. And that that stuck with me. And my life. I was like, this is where you no draw kissing. the line. No kissing. That's right. No kissing escort, though. Yeah. This is where I draw the Because kissing line. is more intimate than most things. Kissing is very intimate. Can be. It can be very filthy, depending on how it's yeah, done. Yeah, right. And it can be both. But there is something where it's like, it does kind of transcend the experience. And it's like, yes. okay, this is about. For me. Well, the it, mouth is very primal. It's like when kids put things in their mouths when they're kids. It's how they, you first learn about the world. I'm literally studying about 
All First, learn about the, everything you want to put in the your mouth. What is this? All yeah. Freudian drive theory. Yes. Right. Yes. Have you ever been in therapy? Yes. Are you in it? Not now. I was in it for three years. Uh-huh. And was it good? I thought it was, but I was teaching my therapist more than I was getting support for. Oh. Because I would talk about all these social political issues. Would you and feel comfortable talking about yourself versus the issues? Because I think you're very comfortable talking about the issues and you're less comfortable talking about yourself. Well, there, now you're talking mighty. It's very, I mean, that's what people get in a therapist. So he's very, not disclose anything and be able to talk about things around it. That makes any sense. I'm so. clocking your T as in I'm disagreeing with. You're clocking my T as in you're figuring it out that I can be very, I'm very good at dodging and talking I, about myself. Okay. You're, so you're not saying I'm wrong. You're clocking my T like you got it. Like Oh, I'm clocking your T. I got it. Okay. Well, yeah, like got you, you it. Clocking the T. I thought clocking the T means contradicting you. But no, just, clocking you before, well, like getting so much truth. You literally yes, but I know, I know, I know. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Yes. I, for a second, I thought it meant like something else in that context yeah no yeah. you're getting my truth so okay got it so I'm you like, didn't like talking about your you didn't trust the person and i had no and problem you shouldn't doing reveal it. yourself to people you can't trust i had no problem doing it, but that was how i was so conditioned to you know what my issue is once you start talking about things from a personal perspective people can think it's just a me issue this is why i didn't get in psychology i don't want it to be like kareem deals with this because kareem struggles with um, issues around self-esteem and race. No, like, so, so I have to wake up every day and, like, turn on the TV and see, like, this oh, systemic see, I, thing. I think that, I think it's all about what's happening with Kareem. Everything I say? I think everything every anyone issue? says. I think every issue anyone has is about what's going on in between their ears. But even something outside of their group? Like, outside of their identity? Well, the, an identity is something that you, that your ego latches onto. It's in your mind. I mean, I'm not saying there aren't, re, there are tons of real structural issues, but it's because people collectively agree on things. So if I talk about what's a issue that... But it's, I think it's important. The root of it is what's happening with you and what's happening with me. So if I talk about, um, if I talk about the controversy of ABA therapy with folks on autism, how does that relate to me? Do you know what ABA therapy is? No. ABA therapy is controversial because... For people with Down syndrome? Autism. For, with autism. Yeah. It's a thing where they... So, folks with autism and kids growing up, sometimes, like, they won't do things that society deems as... So, it's like, there are kids who, like, I only eat orange jello. Uh-huh. Give me red jello, I'm going to smack it off my plate. Yeah, Don't yeah. give me anything that's not orange. Yes. So, of course, that's not necessarily a healthy diet for right. a child to have. So, ABA therapy kind of corrects... I put this in air quotes, corrects this behavior. Uh-huh. So they'll say like, oh... So um, they can function in society. Right, and then all of a sudden they're brushing their teeth, they're able to do things where yeah. people question like, is that um, neurotypical way of forcing people to behave a certain mm. kind of way that mm. aren't meant to just don't fall in that yeah. way in terms of behavior? So your question is why, if you're talking about that... How does that relate to me? Well, you care about it. I do. Yeah, I and you care about, about the injustice. I do. And you care deeply about the injustice because you've been on the receiving end of it. Hmm. Right. Which is why it resonates so deeply with you. And that's why, you know, sort of waspy people who haven't had a problem in their life, I mean, it's, you know, a significant one, don't know hmm. about this or don't really care. Perhaps. Right. This, like, strikes a chord in you, you know? Right. And you're frustrated that other people don't get it. And, and when other people don't get it, you're like, you're bad, I'm good. Oh, okay. That, well, 
Yes, James. and on the and on the yeah. opposite of the spectrum, they're saying that about you too because mm-hmm. you know you're wasting your time yeah. studying X Y Z. I'm here making money. I'm here making the world go around while you're here just trying to make noise. <laughs> you know, so I'm good, you're bad, and then yeah. it all turns into everyone thinks that they're the good one. You know, right? And from but here's the thing for me. For me, I don't because that's where a lot of people in social justice. That's I'm the, so suspicious of the social justice grad school people. Or people who are like, I'm here to help, whatever. Because a ton of people are love to help, hate to get help. Well, I can't blame you for that because there is a critique that needs to be had about. I don't do. I don't want to be right. I growing up whenever I discuss a social issue, I don't want to be right about racism. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be right about trans misogyny. Well, you don't want it to be true. I don't want. Yeah, I don't want it to be. It's not like oh well, you know. Well, I got you to see it, so I win this argument. I wish. To, I wish I was wrong. Yeah. I wish it was gone, and we didn't have to talk about it. But it's only because we're not talking about it. It's not being, you know, enforced in policy and social behavior. I don't want to be right. So when I have an argument with someone over something, it's not like, oh, I want you to see, you know, I'm just letting you know, like, you're engaging in violence by yes. not understanding it. Yes. You're not trying to understand the folks of trans, of trans experience is violent. Mm-hmm. Because you go out there and say, that's a man, that's a this, that's a that. Yeah, which is just violent. a projection of their insecurity about their own gender. Right, or like, wow, I've been, wow, my God, you're telling me I could have been free this whole time? Mm-hmm. But no, I have to go by what I was told. Because that actually happened to me when I was in school. You should have seen the amount of people that told me, I really, I really want you to go back to school. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, you can pay if, you, if it bothers you that badly. But, like, I had one choreographer that would tell me every week, I really want you to go back to school. But then would follow up the question with, what are you studying again? So I'm like, oh, it's not about me. Hmm. But you're so enforced by the system that you, you need me to fall in line. Hmm. But I also see it as, like, oh, you, like, busted your ass to be in school and you hate your life. But you, would, you can't understand that someone is doing something differently and might be happy. Mm-hmm. Are you happy? Hmm. Happier. Yeah. I'm happier. Yeah. What's the thing you want people to get that they don't get? Mm. I want people to get about me. That I get. I want people. You have to pick one thing that people need to get. Because people I know that you think people just don't get it. And what is the thing? I want people to get that. I remember some, so this is actually, well, this is also what I used to do in therapy. I used to sit, about to say a sentence, I'll stop a sentence and go into it. He's like, no, Kareem, say what you gotta say. But I'm not gonna do that now. I'm gonna go to my back to my tactics. But I remember one time, uh, my school was doing an interview on like LGBTQ plus people. I was not even out then. I was like, yeah, I'll talk to you. They were like, you want your, I was like, blur, they were like, can you want your face blurred? I'm like, yes, I'm not gonna have my face fall across my school, like, in human sexuality. I'm like, that's the group kid. Now I wanna give a fuck kind of thing. But I remember them asking me like, "What do you what What do you want? One one thing you want people to get?" And I was like, "It's so serious, but also not that damn serious at the same time." And I think that everything, everything. If you think about the things that really bother us, is like, it's not that serious. Who cares what bathroom you go to? Yeah. Who cares if someone wants to love or have sex or? Who cares? Yeah. And I think that's for me. It's always like people have been saying this, but Kareem is so chill. I'm like, cause like. Why would I be bothered by... I, some things... But I do have little things that bother me when people don't wear coats when it's cold. Uh-huh. That bothers me because I'm like... You get sick and then you get everyone else's sick. But that's just like... I don't know. There's not much things that like... 
Maybe the vodka because then you start sneezing in the coffin. Then you pass, then they're on the train, they're all sick, and then I'm like, you could just put a coat on. Yes. Yes. And also, it's also kind of a racial conversation that happens amongst black people. Remember, I had a white professor. He was like, "Why do you have that thick scarf on?" I'm like, "Cause it's winter. And I don't want to get sick." And he's like, "You know, you can't get you can't get sick from the cold." I was like, "See, see that white rhetoric? I'm not that I'm not here for." <laughs> that's a that's a white thing. That's the not joke. being as afraid of getting cold. Well, that's the joke that put white people are always in shorts when it's freezing, <clears throat> or white people are <laughs> wear flip flops in the rain. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, it's not a water park. It's just raining. <laughs> <laughs> what are other stupid things that white people do? Oh, um, that's can I talk to the manager? That's a joke that that's has been yes. getting publicized a little bit more. Yep, that's calling cool. the police. That's a um, very white thing to do. <laughs> what else? Um, bland food. Yeah, no seasoning. It's the Italians can throw it down. You are the only <laughs> exception. <laughs> the only white exception. Right. Yeah, I had an Italian roommate. He could throw it down, but he also had a. Serious alcohol addiction. Okay. Not related to race. That's Not related. That. Nope. That's, that's nope. Just, but I think on um, that, unfortunately, shooting up schools are blowing people up. Yeah, white terrorism. Yeah. Not great. That. What else are some things? You know what thing that I've been grappling with, is, especially being with the dance community, is like the idea of white irony as the only form of comedy that has been really always rubbing up against me. Mm-hmm. I think that's something that like, you get. Well, I think not, about it a lot. But but your jokes aren't... You're not all around the time where you're not laughing. Mm-hmm. There was sometimes I've been amongst white people or this one South Asian girl of Indian descent who aligned with like this seems through her experience. Mm-hmm. But she... Would, I remember my internship. It was just her, all the jokes. But one time they were like, okay, the guy, like, you know, you could dress up. You don't have to wear you know, a dress or anything. Like a, you know, a Cinderella dress. And they were like, oh, so I don't come in a tuxedo? No, you need to come. It was just this whole, I'm like, where's the actual joke? You're all just saying, like, uh-huh. sarcastic things all the time. It's not funny. Because <laughs> I like, so I don't wear a tuxedo. No, so I don't look like Cinderella. So, I, okay, I'm going to come as Belle. And I was just like, this is not. Yeah, I don't really this? get where the joke is. Yeah. It was just bland. So I come up with that a lot where I'm, like, making a joke. And it's like, eh. I'm like, you know, it's okay to laugh and, like, mm-hmm. not be miserable but it's almost like well he i do have to talk to our world in the dance world in this respect this idea that somehow if you like are excited are happy, by something yes that's somehow a lot of unintelligent. yeah it's a lot of being cool i'm like somehow you're unintelligent by even having i remember i was at when i was at marymount there was one class she was like she had, i remember the first day was pouring raining almost like today but pouring she was like today's a beautiful day i think i chuckled or something and i talked to a kid from the class who lived in the room next to me and he was i was like yeah i like to laugh he's like yeah i can tell I'm like, Damn. like you were making a lot of noise in that class. Like, heaven forbid, someone the professor makes a joke and you laugh at it. You were not miserable twenty four seven. I can't, I can't get on that and bandwagon with that. Yeah, can't do that. This was the question that I wanted to ask earlier. Is when I was dating Chad in college. Right. He told me that he told his mom that we were dating, and I don't know if he had said that he was gay or not to her before, or maybe they had the conversation. So he was not only coming out with... I don't know, I don't, I don't, no, I'm saying already? that because... Oh, I don't think so. Okay. That's putting too much weight on me because I was not that important to him. But he's, he told her that we were dating, and I might have been the first boy that he was actually dating, that he told her about. And her first question to him was, well, is he white? And what was... Do you, did you, did you know what happened right after that? Uh, well, he said yes. <laughs> but what got me, in, what made me interested is, or curious, 
is that there's a correlation between gayness and whiteness that people that is kind of like a very white thing to be gay and like and like for gay men it's like uh yeah well you can tell if you just google like gay boy or gay guy and it's a bunch of white guys with you know or shirtless white guys all videos i mean yes it's always yeah, yeah. white person and i so feel like for gay men it's uh, i mean for black men it's like either sort of a secret or like a, a ploy not from talked the about or what a ploy from the government mm. a ploy from a ploy from slavery mm-hmm. because what happens is that it's so interesting to say that because as you say that parent the consensus of the conversation is that black parents will accept a white partner Mm-hmm. For their black children versus a black partner, if, in the gay zone, right? Because I, the idea is that oh, you're doing this white. It's like a white this person thing. So it makes sense. But for two black people to do it, like oh, something. Does it not, feel like you're like double oppressing yourself by choice or something? I think the idea is that like it makes it illegitimate because whiteness is still connected to well, queer, well, queerness is, is still equated to whiteness, uh-huh. so they can understand it. But like, okay, like. That person did, but there's two black people that just like, oh, there's there's been a there's either something biologically not clicking because black people would never do that right. just amongst two. themselves. <laughs> right, two like that doesn't make side note: Janelle Monae and Lupita like, Nyong'o. Do you know they're a couple? Are you sure? Google it. Is it confirmed? Because it's Monae not confirmed. Was, it's she, not confirmed. So was you like Tessa Thompson? That was the whole thing. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so black queer people do exist. Yeah. Uh, do you know. think you? Well, let's not get into your relationship. Do you, would you bring home a partner to your parents, or your mother, or your father? I would have to have a partner first. Well, but you would. Do you think they would care what race the partner is, and would you? How? To what degree do you feel more or less comfortable depending on what their race is? Hypothetically. I don't think the race would be. An, I don't think the race would be an issue. Mm-hmm. I don't think so because that's the one thing I realized growing up too. Like all the isms that I had to unlearn didn't come from my parents. My parents, I mean, my mom, ironically, my mom was heavily Christian. Like one time we had this thing called Sky Network, literally like Dish Network, but for Christian television. So you couldn't watch anything else. And that was short-winded. Then I got, I think my first cable I got in fourth grade was just, I think the first thing I watched was Aladdin. I was like, <gasps> yes, I, had the, I had the red cable vision with the, the red, the black cable vision box with the red time. Mm-hmm. It's like, here for it. <laughs> this is it. Uh-huh. So I don't think race would be important, but I'm just trying to get to a financially stable place where I'm like, by the way, I'm a faggot. Because you haven't said that yet. No, that has not been. It's been inferred. Someone saw something on on the internet and decided to tell my mother yeah. that happened and she called me she's like so I know this happened and I was like that's not true okay. so I had an opportunity to do it Okay, but I was pissed off that someone and that's what the thing about social media too I'm like do you want to not be tagged in this or are you good with this she, if you're you can not tag a podcaster me. she's probably not a podcaster no <laughs> my mom I just showed her, she just got an iPad she was like what is okay. this okay great an iPad okay great <laughs> You're like, like mom, this is as big as we can get. Okay. When, when my when I thought at a FaceTime request with my mom, I thought I literally thought the world was ending. I was like, this is it. Uh-huh. The buildings are gonna crumble. Mm-hmm. So you're not out to the parents yet, no. because are you still living with them? I'm not. Okay, but the finances are still sort of tied. Yes, I just want to get to a point where like, you are if I don't need any help, like, because yeah. even if you could be on your own, but you're always thinking like, if there was an emergency, yes, right. Right. Something I need to point where like I can be even on my own even in an emergency. Because people say come out, come out wherever you are, and like do it now, whatever. If you're, if it's not going to be a stable situation, and if your safety is compromised by doing it, don't do it. Right. Like there's time and a place, right. and when you're ready, you're ready. But I also kind of feel like you need to 
deserve that kind of information that makes any sense mm-hmm. like I think like okay I'm not gonna that's why I used, that was so tough when I used to tell people growing up like when I really first came out it was so tough because people were just like are you this you think you just get information this kind of very tough extremely Internet. depressing extremely also like liberating identity and just but okay good to know check it off and leave like mm-hmm. so anybody had told them like, you're gonna sit and hear the story because it's yeah. not because that's always been a high school like, are you this mm-hmm. I'm like okay you don't get to just know so you can sleep better at night it's and then people museum lose, thing and people did lose sleep, sleep there were people lost sleep, sleep over my sexual identity in your family no right I remember person was like yeah I just I was trying to figure you out why but now there's a big difference between trying to figure someone out and being curious about somebody. Right. I'm like, are we, are you interested in me in that kind of way? Then we can have a discussion. But if you just want to just know, so you can, because I remember one girl, she was like, Kim, I can't read you because, you know, when you're with your boys, you're with your boys. When you're with your girls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, that's the beauty yeah, of that's humanity. Me, <laughs> yeah, that's how it works. Right. Stop fucking conjecting yourself. Right. So what I, race wouldn't matter. I actually, you know what's something that actually stuck with me? So I have a best friend that I had for a long time. And I think our relationship was tough because this person deals with a, like, a lot of emotional abuse in their family. And their family is so connected in an unhealthy way. Codependent. So codependent in a way. Well, more like this kind of the matriarch that's kind of controlling everybody else. And everyone else falls in line. Mm-hmm. And then, um, so, like, it was really tough just continuing to be friends because I was going to the city. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm really becoming me. And then going back to Long Island, I'm like, it sounds like it's 2004. Like, when I this is a friend that you're attracted to? Or no, no, no. This is okay. one, I pretty much consider my, like, my sister, like, okay. her family. Like, yes. I, grew, I knew the girl since I was six years old. Yeah. But then I think it got tough because I was seeing how it was playing out in her, her life. And I was like, I can't be idle. It's like, I'm like this, you know, I know family is like fuck you gotta get out of here uh-huh. and I think that person just wasn't ready for that conversation there. and then also thought like who am I to really say these things but it's just so tough your to conversation me. of you need to get out of here right or just uh-huh. constantly saying like this is I know it seems like this but it's actually like this what do you mean her family life yeah or some things like this person had a family member that dealt with addiction yes and this person I think got robbed on like the train lines uh-huh. and they thought like oh this is gonna be it and I was like is it really uh-huh. I could just sense attention for me bringing that up. Yes. But for this person, I think they just couldn't deal with another level of trauma or the idea that something isn't working. Uh-huh. So it became to me like I was the... Almost I was obsessed with kind of bringing up issues in the family. It, it looked like it yeah. came off that. How does this relate to you being gay? I remember this person. I came up to this person. I remember it was so tough because it was late at night. I could. I wanted to have the conversation at eleven o'clock. I think I ended up to him at three thirty. Uh-huh. I was like, "Oh yeah, what about an MMA? What about this?" And I was like, "I gotta say this." And I'm she's like, dealing with all these other issues at the same time, or something. Well, no, I just didn't want to. I whenever I used to come up with people, it used to be. It felt like a demon was clasping at my throat. Mm, like, don't, would, do don't do that. Don't do that. Like, oh. it was like it was almost like. Yeah. How the fuck would you do that? Well, I remember like whenever I go into an audition for something, uh-huh. I remember one in particular at Gibney actually, and I was walking through, I was getting, they were opening the door and I was walking through the door and my, everything in my mind was like, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. That's how it was. I remember every time I would try to tell someone, I'm like, I'm going to say it and then I'm like, <gasps> and it's almost like yeah. some kind of force is stopping me. Yeah. So I remember we stayed up all night, I ended up telling her at 3.30, I was like, wow, it's too late for me to actually say this, I was exhausted. 
But then I remember she said she had a dream once that I had came to the door and I had someone with like, and she she would make me, she was like, oh, hey, because I'm pretty much like really chill thing. And she said she, there was like a dark skinned person with me. I'll never forget that. Wow. Because I was like, the idea of that even happening with black, black men are not checking for me. Hmm. It does not the same fervence Hmm. as uh, non-black folk. Yeah. So I can imagine myself bringing a partner home. But I think for me, also when I think about relationships, I don't want it to be this crossing the threshold, sacrificial thing. I don't want it to be this codependent thing where we do every single thing together. Like, I want to be that, that couple who can, like, you can be in the room and either they're... They could be on top of each other or not. Mm-hmm. Like, we, we can sit across the room and have different conversations with people. It doesn't yeah. have to be me leaning on you or you leaning on me all the time. Yes. I don't like that. that you're too, you can be your full self around them. Yeah, because even at Ubers, people try to pull stuff. I'm like, man. Like, also, that pisses me off. There's no bloody piracy. There's no you privacy. You said in Ubers, people try to pull things you off? Had like a, you never had like an Uber driver rides? or like an Uber <laughs> pool situation? You're talking about the pool? Oh, you're in Uber with someone else. Uh-huh. A partner that you or, know. Oh, yeah. okay. And what? And then what happens? Or like you just maybe like kiss or make out or something. Yes. Like, you done that? I mean, yeah, of course. What? What? Like, interesting thing are you bringing up? There's just no privacy. Well, uh-huh. I just feel like can we just chill? Like this person. Oh, you don't like PDA. I don't see. That's the thing. I don't know if I like PDA because it is gross, or I don't like PDA because I'm nervous for my safety. Yeah, yeah. I think oh. it's the second one. <laughs> But I think PDA is just disgusting, like, especially in New York City, like, who wants to be in the fucking subway making Like, this is gross. The make-out, it's when you see the side of the tongue. That's good. I think a peck is nice, and I think when, peck- one, when one person holds on to the subway pole and the other person holds on to the person, that's cute. Mm-hmm. I like that stuff. No, I don't like when someone's about to, like, fall and break the neck because they want to be cute and hold on to the person's, like, jacket or something. They're not going to... They hold on to their body or their arm. It's like the pole, but it's easy. It's nicer. No, we could just hold it to the pole and, like, talk. Okay, okay. I don't like that. I don't like make. I don't like full on makeup sessions unless they're queer. Then I'm like, yes, go for it. Mm-hmm. For straight people, I'm like, mm, it's gross. Especially in the subway, I'm like, you're sh-. for me, I see it as like you're sharing intimacy with all these people. Yeah, that's not. That's just how I see it. Yeah, there's something gross about it, and there's something nice about creating your own world with somebody in the midst of the outside so world. That also has happened. That's the magic where I'm like, oh my god, like yeah. this is happening in front of. I actually have. You see Moonlight? Yes. Okay. I actually someone had a. In Cancun, I had a moonlight boot. It was almost like to the T, kind of like that. Like on the beach? Or just like the, the energy beach, of... The beach was behind us. Yeah. We were technically sitting on the beach, but yeah. I was like, oh, wow, we're in the old world. The person was like really nervous. You've had like, a lot of romantic, like worldwide romances. There's a, actually an app, there's an app called, or a website called Queering, Queering the Map. I had no mm-hmm. idea, but people post their LGBTQ experience on the map. Queering the Map. It's so beautiful. That's so funny. That's the sponsor of this podcast, Queering the Map. <laughs> Dot com. Right. Dot com. Shout out. Right. Thank you for sponsoring this podcast. And <laughs> giving me $3 million. That's right. $3 million each. For <laughs> you and for me. Yes. So you can literally click a map and say, this is when I had my first. This is, this is when this happened. Wow. This is when, And it's so beautiful to see it because most of my experiences have been international as well. Wow. Um, yeah. I've, I've been a hoe everywhere. I have plenty of WhatsApp holes. So. I just I don't like it when people say that they've been a whole different place. I think people are sexually liberated or do things that they want to do. And, and if why you're healthy, is, and what's and isn't that what a hoe is? No, I th- well I think a hoe is a way to pe- put women down and or anybody who wants to be involved with. But reclaiming it, right? I guess yeah. I mean that's fine. I never use hoes negatively. 
if anyone's, I mean, if it's, if we're really, if, if you're, I to people like, oh, I'm not a hoe. I'm like, you're on, if you're on this app, you're a hoe. I'm sorry. Like, that's just. Well, a, that's like a label. It's a way of categorizing somebody that I don't like. I hear you. And you're like, I was a hoe back then, but now I'm not. It's like, oh, well, situations are always changing. That. Like, this is one video. I don't know if you saw this black girl. She was like, Every, everybody's a slut. Your mom is a slut. Your mom is a slut. That person says that your daddy's a slut. That? No, this is one girl. Like, I think this is DC or something. Uh-huh. I was interviewing her. And she was like, everybody's a slut. It's true. Like, What's well, a way of making people feel bad? It's, it's the reason I don't like it. I get it. For example, I don't have the same sort of feeling about the N-word and black people saying the N-word. I think that's like totally the domain of people to like use it as they want or whatever. Right. What and about faggot? I'm down using that myself All right. because and it's like funny. And you would have straight people like, damn, why would you ever say that? Not people that I hang out with. Not people that are fun. You know what I mean? I'm able to, t- like, my litmus test at a party if, if, like a house party, I'll, I'll know the host, obviously, and I'll say, or whoever I know at the party, if I don't know somebody else, I'm like, oh, how do you know Carol? And they'll be like, oh, we used to play softball together. And I'm like, oh, she's such a bitch, right? And then they'll, they'll be like, um, no, she's really nice. And I'm like, okay, don't have to be your friend. Or they'll be like, ah, you're hilarious. And I'm like, okay, I made a new right. friend. The bitch thing is tough because you're navigating like sexuality and gender. Well, I don't mean that. Well, yeah, I guess that's where, yeah, use because that word. Because out of context, someone might be like, who? Like, well, then if it's a guy hosting, I'll be like, what an asshole, you know? Just like say someone who's super nice and giving and just put See, them down. See, I think that's where we're on the same page. And yeah. then people, it's a hit or miss with that. Because people look at me like, don't call. I've heard, I said the word asshole. And people have, have been really upset at me. Like, do not call me that. I'm like. Well, you only say it about people who are, are really nice. That's what I'm saying. You know, I don't or, know. Or like, I'm getting down. Whenever I say asshole, just like, don't be an asshole. I never have said that seriously. Like, right. That's what I mean. And that's what I mean about the word faggot. It's like, I'm never saying like. I've got. I, mean, I, away, I, had, a, I had a good friend who was like, <laughs> she's like, you grab him. like. Apologize. I'm like, you think I really think you're an asshole? Right, right. I love right. you to death. Like I don't mean. Yeah, what do you mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think. And you say the N word? I do. Yeah, because it's it's in nigga, your nigga, toolbox. Nigga, 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 nigga. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I do, and I always when the songs last night we were, I was only maybe. How do you feel when when gay white boys say the N word when they're doing well, the Nicki Minaj songs? I literally had a. I I when I lip sync, I don't I don't say it, and I think huh, so like, blech. but I don't want to get in the habit of being. There's one thing that I was like, you can't say that word. He was like, yeah, he's like, you can't say that. He's like, it's just a thong. I was like, right. This is just this is just a knife in my hand. Like, and if you're way. a white drag queen, you have to find a way, a creative way to like not to like put your hand up or to like. That's what I'm saying. It like be, it could be funny. Make like an O face like during that word it or something. Be, yeah, it could be funny. Right, it can be funny because I mean, the the tunes are good. Like no one's arguing that it's not a fun bop. It's just like the song is not meant for you necessarily. Right, and I think that's the idea. Like the well, black blackness and black culture has been promoted in a way that's accessible for everybody. Yeah. So people, when you kind of it's candy coated, when you put restrictions on it, then it's like wait, people's <laughs> culture I've been using my whole life. Now you're telling me I can't do it. No. Right, and it's like yeah, yeah. Yeah, we super are telling you you can't do that. Right. Like, take a taste. Right. Of, so like, when I use the term "hoe and slut," I'm meaning like normalizing, uh, normalizing. Yeah, that's not the worst thing in the world to be. Yeah, I'm like I'm a hoe. I'm just something I just identify as because I know in I approach sex in a way that's non-judgmental. Who cares about numbers? Yes. Um, I actually was dealing with this one person who would always ask, like, oh, when's the last time? The only thing I care about is when we get tested. Right, right. I don't care about... Well, 
I don't care about when the last, I don't care. I don't need yeah. to know about all that stuff. So right. like, oh, when was this? Was this person a friend? I'm like, why are you asking me this? Yeah. And to find out this person actually stopped talking to me for a bit because they were like, oh, I told you from the beginning I'm not that kind of person. I was like, you didn't say that? And I've been this way. I don't know why this is coming. The kind of person that what? Would that sleep with around. Oh, okay. Not, like, I don't like when people say I'm a type of, like... I'm not that type of person. It's like, yeah, you are. Right. This person Everyone like, is a type of... This person there's no like, type. No, he's like, I told you from the beginning, I don't do one-night stands. I'm like, well, when we did that thing we well, did... Well, it sounds like you didn't meet someone cute yet. Well, when we did that thing we did, I mean, if I didn't... If I stopped talking to you, that would have been one-night stand. Right. So, what, like, I don't... We met. We literally met and did the, did the yes. thing. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, I yeah. don't know... We didn't go on dates. Yeah. We literally came over and... Did the thing and then we left. Yeah. So if I had not contacted you, then I would have been on my sense. What do you mean you don't do that? Yeah. And ironically, how can I say this? Ironically, if, well, I'm sense positive. The only, the only STI I got was from that person. Ironically, yeah. the yeah. same person that was so specific. You can get an STI from anybody. It could be your first time. A lot because they, a lot of people don't know. You know, it's a lot of people who just haven't been I tested. Get, or I get tested religiously. Yeah, not so why. I mean, they say three months. I think it gets us like every month, usually. Yeah. Every, yeah. And that's okay. Yeah. I don't think... I mean, it comes to the territory. There's right. no need to... I mean... Right. But I think... I actually knew one one kid, a young kid. He's... He had a... He, um... Became HIV positive on his, when he lost his virginity. I was like, oh, that's tough. That's therapy. That's tough. But I mean... It's not a death. I mean, it's I'm, not a death sentence. There's, I, I, joke about I did all the time. a podcast with an HIV positive I saw friend. Part one. Yeah, and it's like, it sucks. But a lot of things I, suck, you know. And there's a lot I of mean, ways to take United care States, of it. In the United States, I mean, you'll be alright. Right. Some of the places I'm gonna have access to, and that's actually what I'm trying to do. I'm actually, my family's from Belize in Central America, and I actually have an aunt that passed away violently from. I mean, people are still going out like 1980s, like HIV AIDS, the way they are doing. They in Belize, like, they're going out the, the mm. lesions, the mm. vomiting, like, they're going out the bad way oh. because of the, like, the resources and the kind of education around it. So I'm trying to bring, like, I'm like, I told my family, I'm like, you know, there's a pill you can take that literally... Yes, yes. A lot stop. of people don't know that about the, about Truvada. Right. And I got, when I got the deal, like, what do you mean? I'm like, oh. right. Because I remember when, if, when PrEP first came out, you had to be, like, you had to be, like, sexually dangerous. Do you remember when I first first Not, Well, it was for like high risk people or whatever. They literally, the questionnaire was like, how many parties did you have in a yes, day? How yes, much this? Yes, and yes. I, I said no. So, like, no, you can't get it. I'm yeah. like, well, okay, I want it. But yeah. I guess I'm not too much of a hoe in a negative way in their mind. Would you have to be like a sex worker to get it? Yes. Kareem, I'm going to wrap up the podcast. The last question that I have for you. I don't think I answered any of your questions directly. Now I'm nervous. That there wasn't good content there. The, it's all, no, it's not good, good content. It's all good content. Okay. Um, if you could, ch- if you could change one thing about yourself, what would it be? Physically, emotionally. Uh, I can change one thing about myself. It would be. Hmm. If I change one thing about myself, I think it would be... And I want to out myself a little bit because I was thinking if you could change the world in one way, what would it be? But I know you have too many ideas about that. Yeah, we'd be here. 
uh, for several weeks. If I could change one thing about myself, it would be... Hmm. That... Oh my gosh. If I can change one thing, it would be that... I would... Live in less fear. Yeah. And on the outside, it could seem like I'm throwing caution to the wind all the time, which I am. Because that's why I'm struggling with the answer. But there are still aspects of fear where I'm like, mm. That I can definitely not give a shit about would be ideal. I think a lot of people feel that way. I certainly feel that way. Yeah. I mean, fear is a, you know, there's a movie, Nine, by Tim Burton. There's a part where he was like, sometimes fear is the appropriate response. I was like, oh, shit, like, they're right. But a lot of the times... I mean, a lot of the fear of things could definitely be real, but I think about the mauling over them in your head, the replaying of something, like, the idea of, like, constantly thinking about something that either the other person's not even (laughs) thinking about. Right. So live in less fear and to... The reason that actually it was hard to answer that question because I have come to the realization, I was like, oh, I'm made of fucking magic. I'm made of magic. Like, whoever or whatever created me, like, took some soil, some glitter, some good food, some Met Gala Camp 2019, because that's a whole conversation we could have about Met Gala and campiness, and just, like, created me. And I was like, oh, no, like... I said in class the other day, I was like, I'm a fucking genius. Everyone went around crying about, like, oh my god, this year has been so much because I didn't know this. I know how oppression worked before. I'm like, I was like, this might be big Leo or, like, big dick energy, but not dick in relation to my body, but just colloquially. I was like, I mean, I'm a fucking genius. And I made a fucking magic. And I spent a lot of my life allowing people to tell me otherwise. I know some people won't take well to me saying that. But I'm like, you should, I hope you get to a point where you can say the same thing. I, th- I think if everybody accepted that we're all made of magic, the world could be a lot better place. Yeah. That's going to be the end. That's the end of it? <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Dan Talks Nation. I'll see you next Tuesday for a new episode of Dan Talks. Mwah.